everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. I'm back in the saddle here in Vancouver, Washington. And today we're going to talk about the importance of education. I'm going to answer a couple of comments that came to me after I made a Facebook post on what's happening in our public school system. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. Well, I'm glad that you've joined me today. I am back from vacation. We had a great time. Uh, spent about 10 days in Kona and got a chance to sort of hit the reset button and reboot a little bit. And uh, we're very excited to be back here. Lots of stuff going on at the Homeschool Resource Center. We have registered now over 1,700 students for the fall. Very excited to see where the Lord is taking this movement, which is homeschooling, which is Christian education. This is something I've been passionate about for a really long time. And the other day, I posted on my Facebook page uh, about just an article from the Babylon Bee, which I thought was funny. It's satire, but it ha- there's a lot of truth to it, right? I've always, I've always told my kids that to every joke, there's an element of truth. This is particularly true in satire. And the Babylon Bee had a headline the other day, and it said, thousands of kindergartners showed a picture of a school bus. Thousands of kindergartners dropped off across the nation for their first day of grooming, which is exactly what it is. And this is what I wrote. Call it satire, but it's true. How many of you no longer look at yellow school buses the same way? They used to seem sort of iconic and innocent to me, and now I don't see them that way at all. Parents are putting their kids on these buses and sending them to places that are teaching them that their gender is malleable that God doesn't exist. The earth is on a collision course thanks to climate change. Government schools are teaching false history, creating social activists and kids who don't know how blessed they are to live in America. Our schools right now are not turning out students who excel at math and language and reading and science, but they excel in wokeism. Education is not neutral. I know some of you are going to be mad at me for saying it, but honestly, I don't care anymore. I know there are good teachers And yes, I know that there are some good administrators, and I believe that there are some Christians in the school system, but overall, by far and away, the schools are injuring our children, body, soul, mind, and spirit. We need a mass exodus from the public schools. Nothing less will do. Well, that that garnered, you know, several hundred comments and people who were predictably upset with me. But I want to talk about education today as I've come back now from uh, from being in Hawaii and sort of hitting the reset button a little bit and just watching the continuation of the news stories that are dropping every single day about what's happening in our in our school system. And at this point, if you don't see it, you have to be willfully ignorant to not see that our schools are playing such an important, huge role in the shaping of this country and where the country is going and what's happening to our young people right now is a direct reflection of the people who are in the schools who are pushing ideologies on them that are absolutely antithetical to what most parents want their children taught. And so way back in the middle of COVID, right, you guys remember this, you know, the Rona is happening, the schools are shutting down, we've gone to virtual learning, parents are finding out what, what their children are being taught in the schools, because all of a sudden, this virtual learning has come into the homes, right? And so parents are realizing, oh my goodness, you know, here I was thinking that education was neutral, turns out uh, my kid's teacher is a woke activist from one of the most liberal universities in the entire nation. These are not teachers who are teaching for the sake of teaching. They're teaching for the sake of pushing an ideology. They're pushing a message onto the next generation of children. And, and you know, to be fair, they believe it's true. 
So this this wokeism, this teaching that men can get pregnant and men can have babies and gender is malleable and all the things, these people actually believe it. They've been indoctrinated to believe it. This lie of transgenderism is injuring our children. And for us at this point to ignore it is just to continue to perpetrate more and more injury on children. I said this was predatory behavior. And it absolutely is. It's predatory behavior. So I'm going to talk about that for the next couple of minutes. But what I want to do first is take you guys to the Bible because God's word has an awful lot to say about education and why it's so important. You guys have heard me quote Luke 640. I think the key cornerstone passage really in scripture that shaped my heart when it came to education. And that was this. Uh, Jesus said that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. The Bible says in Proverbs 1, 7, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the word wisdom occurs 229 times in the Bible. It's a massive, massive issue that we are not talking about in the church right now. This The importance of instilling wisdom in our children, wisdom being different than knowledge, right? The Bible says that knowledge puffs up. Wisdom is the ability to apply what we're learning uh, in such a way that is life-giving. And when you watch people running away from uh, things such as gender, I I was talking to a gender activist probably on social media the other day, and he was saying, you know, it's a good thing that science evolves. I'm like, you know what? Science might be, be evolving, and I'm putting that in air quotes, but DNA is not evolving. Men cannot get pregnant. This idea that somehow we can teach our children a lie as if it were true. And then if you don't do it, somehow you're a bigot. And we think this isn't going to impact the next generation. We're fooling ourselves. Uh, the, the Bible says in Proverbs 22 that we are to train up our children in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Meaning that when your children are given to you, mom and dad, they come to you as sort of a blank slate. And you have the opportunity to teach them what they need to know about the world that they live in. We teach them uh, to be kind to other people. We teach them what love looks like. The, a child's first picture of love comes from their parents, knowing that their parents love them, that their parents will protect them and teach them and teach them uh, right from wrong, right? That's your job. And in fact, the Bible says over and over again, this is the job of parents. Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, don't provoke your children to anger, but instead bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Uh, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 12, for the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money. So he's saying, listen, this is, this is, it's more important than you realize, uh, this idea of teaching your children what wisdom is. The advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. And if we don't teach our children what it means to have wisdom, we're going to be in huge trouble in just a few short years. And so when people come onto my social media or wherever else it is, and they tell me, um, stop shaming people who send their, their kids to public school. I just want to say, listen, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm trying to wake you up. This has nothing to do. Boy, we're, we're an easily offended generation, aren't we? We're an easily offended generation when somebody can stand up and, 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 and boldly declare the truth. And rather than hear the truth, you got your feelings hurt. So if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, man, here, Heidi is trying to shame people that send their kids to public school, you're missing the point entirely. The, there, there is no point in shaming someone, right? What, if, what a foolish, stupid thing to do. We teach our children not to do that. So this is not me trying to shame you. This is me trying to wake you up and say, hey, there are things at play here that are very, very important. And the Bible holds in very high regard the education of our children. And so at the beginning of COVID, 
when we started to see uh, what was happening in our schools, we also learned something else. We learned that for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate, we would keep our children home. We learned that for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate, but largely children were not falling victim to, right? This was really a, a, a disease of people who had an immunocompromised immune system or people who had uh, diabetes or they're overweight or they had, you know, COPD or something like that. We saw a, more, a, a higher mortality rate in those groups of people, but we certainly didn't see it in children and absolutely did not see it in healthy children. And yet, what did we do? We closed our schools. Well, I'm here to tell you right now that the real virus is a virus that is injuring the minds and hearts of your children. And if you knew that there was a virus in your schools with even a 5% mortality rate, I promise you'd keep them home. And what's happening to our children right now is that a virus of the mind and the soul has infected our schools. And why are we not, why would we not protect our children from that? It's mind numbing to me. And so as I'm watching this continue to sort of uh, play out in the culture right now, I'm going to just remind you as I have for as many years as I've been speaking here, you only get one shot at this thing. We get one shot at educating our children, one shot at teaching them right from wrong, one shot at telling them who they are and how they find their identity. And their identity is found in Christ and knowing who they are. And so our job as parents is to teach our children to see the world the way that God sees it. And when we fail to do that, we wind up with kids who are confused and fearful about what's coming and who have a lack of understanding about who they are and the role that they play in God's economy. We have an opportunity right now to make a difference. And I am begging you to take your children out of these schools. There are so many wonderful opportunities right now. There are homeschool resource centers cropping up. There are homeschool cooperatives. There are Christian schools that are operating uh, with very unique uh, and uh, and uh, innovative programs that are allowing people who work full-time or people who might struggle to get what we would call a traditional Christian education simply because it was so expensive. I'm watching opportunities pop up for parents to make it available to you so that you can do this. And where there is a will, there is a way. So when people say, you know, Heidi, you just don't understand. I can't do it. My answer is if there was a virus with a 99.9% survival rate in your school, what would you do? Oh, I know you'd pull your child out. You can actually do this. It's not a question of whether or not you can do it. It's a question of whether or not it's important enough for you to figure out a way to do it. I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So before the break, we were talking about the importance of making sure that your priorities as parents are in line with God's priorities. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 16, verse 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold. To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. In other words, the most important thing that you will do for your children is to teach them wisdom. Wisdom, the Bible says, first of all, comes from the Lord. And we teach our children to fear the Lord. First Chronicles 16, 11, seek the Lord in his strength and seek his presence continually. Second Timothy 2, 15, do your best to present yourself to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, who can rightly handle 
the word of truth. In other words, can rightly divide God's word, can understand it, can pass it on, can share it with their uh, their friends and their own children. These things are going to become more important in the days ahead. Uh, to teach our children to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. I was talking to a mom uh, recently who happened to come by the Homeschool Resource Center, and she's pulled her kids out of public school and said, you know, I never thought I'd homeschool my children. This was never anything I wanted to do. But she said, I I finally, I couldn't take anymore what was being shoved on my child day after day after day, whether it's the propaganda on the walls in the restrooms or whether it's, you know, celebrating Pride Month for the entire month of June or whether it's reading books on transgenderism in the school libraries, your children are being targeted. And education is not neutral. And finally, you know, this mom said that she had been offended when she heard me talk about this. She said, because my kids were in the school and I felt like here's Heidi is, is judging me. But she said what it did was it, it, uh, and she started feeling like maybe instead of feeling like I was judging her, maybe she start to look at what was happening in her schools. And she said, I just could not stop thinking about what the outcome of this would be because now her kids are in third grade and fifth grade. What are your kids going to be thinking when they're in 10th grade and 12th grade? I can guarantee you that unless you spend all of your afternoons and all of your weekends undoing the damage that their kids are doing, it's almost impossible to keep up with it. And the Bible teaches us that this is the primary job of parents. And as I look around the culture right now, and I'm watching, you know, Christian parents sending their kids off to uh, off to these schools and telling me, well, it doesn't really matter. These are the same people that are saying, well, I can send my kid to the youth pastor and the youth pastor can uh, teach my kid about God. And what we're doing is we're pursuing other things. We're pursuing money. We're pursuing uh, position. We're pursuing influence, our careers, whatever it is. And we're losing our children. We're losing our children to the culture. We're losing our children to uh, a corrupt system that is literally targeting our kids. I was reading about uh, Christian education, and this is something, obviously, that I've been passionate about for a long time. My granddad uh, talked to me about education when I was very young. My grandparents put me through a private Christian school, and this was, you know, oh my goodness, a whole long time before Homeschooling was even a thing. It was certainly before the public schools were indoctrinating children at the rate that they are currently doing it. But my grandparents taught me that education was not neutral. And so even though they knew that the Christian school that I was attending was was not going to be a perfect solution, they knew that it was better than a godless education because the goal of any kind of education should be to teach our kids about the world. What is the world? What is there? What is your child's purpose in the world? So Christian education rather would seek to teach children about the world that God created and how our faith is woven into all areas of learning. And so just like I'm telling you guys, Christians belong in every sphere of influence. We belong in education. We belong in medicine. We belong in entertainment. We belong in politics. We are to be salt and light. And our children are not called to the front lines. We are teaching our children what it looks like to be salt and light. And we believe that only through understanding God and his word as believers, this has to be central, right? To, to teach our children and to live this way, that only through understanding God and understanding his word and understanding how he works, can we know what's true and ultimately show God's love to people around us. So a Christian education isn't just having a Bible or religion class in addition to your normal classes, all right? This is completely uh, a completely wrong understanding of what it means to have a Christian education. A Christian education is an integral 
uh, purposeful weaving of scripture into every aspect of study, into everything that we study. So for example, in a science class, our kids are going to learn about God's handiwork and see, they see this in the natural world. The Bible talks about this in Romans, right? The invisible things that God created show who he is. The Bible actually says that we are, by virtue of the fact that we can see creation around us, we are without excuse. The creation tells of a creator, and having a creator changes everything. And so it doesn't matter if you're teaching your kids uh, PE classes or if they're at science classes or in their math class. When I was in school, uh, one of the things that really frustrated me about my math teacher, and if he's listening to this, Mr. Zimmerman, I apologize. You and I talked about this a long time ago. <laughs> but our math teacher made us memorize huge portions of scripture, mostly out of Romans talking about how God was a God of order. I could not understand why it was so important to my math teacher that I memorize verses from Romans and study God's word while I was learning algebra. Well, when I got older and when I had kids of my own, I realized, oh my goodness, he was helping me see, even though I didn't understand it at the moment, he was shaping my worldview so that I would view the world around me through the lens of scripture. God is in everything. God is in your math class. He's in those uh, numbers that you're trying to figure out. You can see the, the hand of God at work in the history of the world around us. And understanding who God is helps us to understand who we are. And if our kids understand who God is, if they see themselves through the lens of Scripture and they understand that what God said in the Psalms is true, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The psalmist said that God saw his unformed body as he was being knit together in the secret place, that God had a plan for his life and a purpose for his life. This is why we know intrinsically as believers that abortion, the taking of an innocent human life is wrong because God said, I created you in my image. He said, I made you male and female in my image. We know that there are two genders. Why? Because God declares so in his word. We know that marriage is an institution created by God and that it was intended to be between a man and a woman. Why do we know this? Because God declares it in his word in Genesis. For this reason, a man should leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two should become one flesh. The family was God's idea. Marriage was God's idea. We are created in the image of God, male and female. And our children need to know that. And if they come out of your home, if they graduate from your uh, from your home and they go off to a, a, a secular university, and you've heard probably uh, Dennis Prager, I talked about this uh, with him last year when I was on his show, about the importance of teaching uh, your children discernment. So no matter where they go to school— uh, in their in their quest for higher learning, if they decide to go to college or whatever it is that uh, wherever it is that God sends them, they'll be able to filter whatever is coming at them through the lens of Scripture. Who does God say that I am? Because at the end of the day, it's God's voice is the one that matters, and He is the voice we want our children to be able to hear above all the other voices. They're going to cry out for their attention. And as you guys have heard me say a hundred thousand times on this show over the years, we cannot pass on what we don't possess. And I'm watching an entire generation of parents um, being tossed about uh, by the waves of the culture because we're no longer rooted in Scripture. 
we don't have a, a solid understanding of who God says that we are. This is the reason why education is so important. This is the reason why we protect our children when, when they're young and we teach them that they are who God says they are. And when our children come to us with struggles and sometimes they're going to come to us with things that we don't understand, we can take them to God's word. We don't have to have all the answers. And I don't know about you, but as a mother, I take great comfort in knowing that I don't have to have all the answers because I have access to the one who does. And this is why education is so important. That we teach our children that above anything else, we value what God values. We talked about this a little bit last week that the Bible teaches us that we're to number our days, that we are to be speaking truth and life every single day into the lives of our children. And so it should matter to us. It should absolutely matter what's happening in our school system. It should matter to us that we are teaching our children the truth. And it should matter to us that the children who are being brought up in the education system in this country, the government school system, are being lied to because children who are lied to grow up with a wrong understanding of who they are. And we are injuring our children. And so I'm going to keep saying it. The, The public school system is injuring your child. And if your child is still in the public school system, You need to do some soul searching and ask the Lord to help you protect the heart and mind of that child because that is your job as a parent. That is your job is to protect that child and to train them up in righteousness so that they have a right understanding of who they are in Christ and what role God might want them to play because we're not here for no reason. God knit us together in our mother's womb with a plan and a purpose, and we are loved. Your children know how loved they are. So many of the uh, issues that we are dealing with in the culture right now, if you boil them down, it's a wrong understanding of who we are, a wrong understanding of what it means to be a woman. In fact, I'm going to come back tomorrow and we're going to tackle the topic of feminism because it just drives me absolutely crazy, this notion, this modern notion of, of feminism, which is hurting our women. And actually, it's ultimately, it's hurting the culture. It's hurting the men. It's hurting the, the children. But it's the target is women. And when we understand the, the role that we have to play, that God made us to play, and I'm not talking about jobs or any of those things. I'm talking about the very unique role that we have as women, that we have the ability to be life givers and nurturers. This is who God made us to be. When we embrace that, there's joy in it. Not only that, but it's good for our families and it's good for culture. And it comes from an understanding of who we are. So I hope you guys are encouraged by that. No matter where you're, you are, you can go to uh, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association's website and you can click on your state. Find out what's available to you in terms of homeschooling your children. Uh, the, the laws are there. A very basic instruction of what it looks like to homeschool is there. You guys can do this. You can absolutely do it. God will help you. And I'm telling you what, when you come out on the other side of this thing, you're going to have a story of faithfulness, not that it's easy, but of faithfulness that you're going to be able to demonstrate to your children and that they will be able to tell to their children. Because what you're doing in raising children is raising parents for your grandchildren. Keep that in perspective because education is never neutral and it is generational. Thank you guys so much for listening. That's all I've got time for today. I want to encourage you to leave reviews for the show. If you've never done that, this is a great time to do it. You can go to iTunes and just click on it. Give us a five-star review. Leave reviews for the show. Pass this on to your friends and your family members and let them uh, 
and let them hear a voice that is going to declare boldly that God's word has something to say on every aspect of our lives. And education is one of those key places. I would also love it if you'd leave reviews for my books, wherever books are sold and uh, check it out at momstronginternational.com. We've got a brand new Bible study coming up. We're going to be diving into some really important and culturally relevant topics this fall. You can become a leader with Mom Strong International and you can host these Bible studies in your home. We can't pass on what we don't possess. And so let's possess a heart of wisdom and pass it on to our children. Thanks for listening today, everybody. Love your families well. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.